0: long, not long, because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it's been through Welcome to the podcast for Massachusetts Family Institute, your source for the latest insight on the intersection of faith, family, and freedom in the Commonwealth. I'm your host, Andrew Beckwith, President and General Counsel for MFI. And I'm joined today by our Community Alliances Director, Michael King.
1: It's good to be with you again, Andrew.
0: Well, it's almost Christmas, and on Thursday of this week, we celebrated it up at the State House in Boston, of all places. Uh, What time did you get there, Mike? I know it started at noon. Yeah, I got there around 1 o'clock, and uh, it was a full house. It was. A lot of people, and it was, in many ways, a send-off of sorts to Representative Jim Lyons, uh, who... Uh, lost his election uh, last month, but uh, will definitely be missed up there. And this is part of his legacy. Part of the interest to me for this event is that it almost never happened in the first place. In fact, the the statues of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph almost never made it into the state house because there were some objections to having a religiously themed celebration or display inside the four walls of the statehouse. But, you know, as we were there yesterday and in prior years, there's a a very large menorah which gets set up around time of Hanukkah, which is great. So if they have that, then they should, under the law, you know, treat all faiths equally and allow for the nativity. So I had a chance to talk with Rep Lyons before the event kicked off and kind of gave us some background of how he came to fight to get the Holy Family into the great hall there
2: yeah so this is with the third year third,
0: exactly third annual
2: uh nativity celebration this is your idea to start this up i'd love to take credit for it but it wasn't it was uh, bill carter okay uh, bill carter uh big pro-life advocate sure. uh called me uh three years ago in november and said hey how about getting the uh nativity scene back on beacon hill and i said you know it was late november i said let, let me see what i can do and that's how that's where the idea came from
0: and so what, if any, resistance did you meet trying to put this up here?
2: Well, initially, uh, when, when I first called the State House, uh, I called the uh, folks who kind of run the grounds, the and uh, they said that, that we, we can't do that. You know, uh, I said, why not? He said, well, we've never done it, and we can't do it. So I said, that's fine. I stop them doing a lot of other things. <laughs> fight, yeah. So I said, that, that's fine, but I said, I, I'm going to submit an application, and can you send me a reason why? So that was, I don't know, December 5th or something like that, and uh, some I never heard back from him. So I called them and I said, what's the what's the story, I haven't got a, uh, a response yet. And uh, he said, well, the, the, the people in charge, you know, haven't responded to me, so I can't give you, you know, give you an answer. And I said, well, who's in charge of this? And uh, they explained to me that it was, um, you know, the speaker at the time. Uh, now, maybe that wasn't the case, but that's who they told me it was. So I said, okay, fine at some point i I received the blessed mother and the baby jesus and the statues in the mail and uh you know fedex dropped them at my door and i said to bernadette where'd this come from and we found out there's a there's an organization nationally who is trying to get um the 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 blessed you know the blessed family into every state building in in america and uh, i got a call from this guy named jim finnegan and he said to me uh he said, Jim. He said, I understand that you're trying to get the, uh, you know, t- nativity scene in, and we want to help you. I said, Great. I said, I'm running into a little bit of a roadblock. I said, I'm not quite sure what it is. And uh, he said, I'm going to put you in touch with this guy Tom Brecker from the Saint, from the Thomas More Society. Tom's a First Amendment lawyer. He can kind of help you and tell you whether you have a right to do it. So Tom Brecker, uh, I got to know very quickly uh, in a couple of days, and he's an old. Uh, I tell him politely, crotchety old guy. But um, he said, you have an absolute right to do this. And he said, I want you to call the people and tell them that you want, it, you want permission to do it. You, you'd like to do it, whatever the date that you've got scheduled. So I, I did, and I called him a couple of days later. I said, nobody get back to me. He said, okay, he said, I'm gonna send you something in the mail, e- email, and I want you to send it to, to whoever the decision makers are. And I said, that's fine. So I get this, um, this draft complaint to the i think it was the first circuit federal complaint for injunctive relief and you know automatic uh stay and the right to, to do this say it was infringing upon our you know constitutional rights of free speech so i called him up i said that's what you want me to do he said yeah i said boy i like your style <laughs> so we sent it over and uh you know 24 hours later uh after reviewing it uh i guess they determined that we do have a right to do this and so we were very happy to do that. We started it uh, this year. We're we're going to have the third annual, and Representative Lombardo is going to carry it forward. That's wonderful. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not going to end, uh, you know. And I'm going to help the rep next year, and uh, we're going to keep this going, and we hope
0: to build on it, and you know the excitement that people feel. So it's always good to talk to Jim, and I remember when he called me, you know, two years ago when this was first becoming an issue, um, and there was. A report in the the new boston post at the time that one of the folks who was opposing the nativity display was zachary boss state director for american atheists who said we know that they were just looking for some low-hanging fruit of a legal win by issuing this threat letter to get the nativity scene in place in the state house they're just going to convert that support from their donors to support pro-life legislation uh which you know, there wasn't there wasn't any money changing hands at this event uh, and nothing overtly political about it. Obviously, it was a bipartisan hmm. uh, sponsorship with reps from both sides yep. of the aisle. I mean, I guess you could say the baby Jesus is an inherently pro-life uh, icon, as it were. Um, but it's interesting that the part of the part of the objection ties right back into this. These issues of life, um, really and human sexuality. Right there at the intersection of religious liberty. And then, uh, so Boss goes on to say in this article, it's just not in keeping in the spirit of the season. Which, hmm. <laughs> I don't know how you can say that. If Jesus is not part of the spirit of the season for Christmas, then uh, I think we've definitely got off track. He goes on to say, uh, you know, like this, he says, I think we need to have a secular display. Which, okay, I mean, that's true. If we're going to treat all faiths or no faiths the same when it comes to access to a public venue like the state house fine but he says i may even go so far as to say it may even have a goat's head on it so his uh hypothetical secular secular display may have a goat's head on it which doesn't sound very yeah. secular obviously trying to step into the demonic or satanic just you know for the sake of being offensive so that was part yeah, of the objection yeah. um but then even the aclu to their credit weighed in and said you know, the state cannot pick and choose uh, who can and can't produce displays. And the quote, they have to be content and viewpoint neutral, which is exactly right. Um, and so that reminds me of uh, another individual who was at this event, um, Hal Shirtliff, who you know well yeah. from Camp Constitution, um, which you've spoken at. So he was there, and you know what he's uh, he's been up to with a similar type of struggle to to get equal access. Right. Um, and for him it was trying to or requesting to have a, a Christian flag flown uh, on the city flagpole. At City Hall in Boston. I used to work at the JFK building right there at Government Center and we'd look out the window mm. and we actually had a game amongst sort of the staff at the uh, DHS office there of trying to get who could be the first person to guess what flag was flying on the city flagpole because it was hmm. you know everything from communist China to the transgender flag. Uh, every country mm. or cause or non-state actor you could imagine. So, you know, when Hal uh, asked to to fly a Christian flag to commemorate the Christian history of, of right. this city, uh, he gets turned down. So I had a chance to talk to him as well.
3: Right, well, I was at the City Hall, the office of the mayor of Walsh, for a prayer meeting with Reverend uh, Pastor Wall and his church, and he invited me. And as a way out, on the way out, we saw the uh, rainbow flag flying on City Hall Plaza. And I said, well, I think we need to make a stake here ourselves. So I put in for a permit, I actually called uh, it was uh, the lady who was in charge of the permitting process for these uh, and it's a public access flagpole at City Hall Plaza and she said give me some dates and what you want to do and we did and and waited about 10 days didn't hear anything followed up and finally I got an official email from the city of Boston saying it's a I want to fly the Christian flag which is a is a symbol uh, it's a non-denominational flag which mostly Protestant churches uh, have. It's uh, the St. Andrews cross on the left side and it's just uh, blue and white. and it was denied based on separation of church and state. And the ironic thing in the in the email itself was the city seal, which contains a Bible verse from the Old Testament, but it's in Latin, so who knows? who, who can read it right? So um, I did a news release, local media and, and I sent it to some friends. And a friend of mine got hold of me. She says, get a hold of Liberty Council. And I went on their website. It was like 10 o'clock at night. The next morning, they're on the phone with me. We like this case. We want to take the case pro bono. And that began the process. They sent a demand letter to the city saying, give us, you know, get 30 days to respond. They never responded. And then the suit was filed in July, early July of this year, 2018. And we had a hearing, an injunction hearing. The judge was an Obama appointee, so we figured we're not going to get any justice here, and we didn't. So right now it's in the appeal process, and all we want to do is raise the flag, and we want to do it to commemorate not only the Constitution, you know, September 17th or somewhere in there, but also the Christian history of Boston. And we plan to have several speakers. One of them was one of our instructors, who's a pastor, to talk about the need for Christians involved in racial reconciliation. What's wrong with that message? And we were going to have uh, our friend Pastor Levy from the Sudan, whom I think you know, to talk about the blessings that he's since he's been in this country, the freedoms he's enjoyed, uh, and we were going to have a local historian talk about the Christian history of Boston. From the city set on a hill, you know, John John Winthrop. And then raise the flag,
1: and that
0: was going to take place at the Boston City Hall
3: Plaza outside.
0: That's
2: correct,
3: right?
1: Yeah. yeah the irony is the irony is rich. Uh, you know, as you're walking through the State House and you see the walls and the murals with the Christian messages. Uh, I don't see necessarily any satanic messages, uh, demonic messages on the walls. You clearly see the. Um, intent uh, of the founders—you know where all of these laws and thoughts originally came from. That's
0: exactly right. So don't give the American atheists any ideas for for goat statues. Uh, although, as <laughs> as you know, and uh, Reverend Paul Jaley from down in Plymouth, there's right. a great historian on this stuff. gave a tour on Thursday of sort of the religious. Heritage and the faith heritage of the State House. There is a severed head statue, but it's the severed head of Goliath with David standing on it. Uh, that's tucked away in right. a corner. Um, that was a gift, I believe, from a French general after World War One uh, to some of the troops mm. who fought uh, in France from Massachusetts.
1: There's also a picture of uh, the Creator's hands uh, creating the world as well. I mean, there's there's wonderful. Um, statues there that tell the the biblical story from creation you know through the birth
0: right so really nativity is is not at all out of place it just sort of was uh, was high profile but even as you walk up to the state house through boston common there's the the uh, founders memorial there which on the back of it has it's got, you know a, a relief metal relief of the pilgrims on the front and on the back there's a quote from john winthrop saying we shall be as a city upon a hill the eyes of all people mm. are upon us, so that if we shall deal falsely with our God, we shall be made a story and a byword through the world. So,
1: Yeah, and I, I don't think he was referring to Satan.
0: Right. Well, that, yeah, definitely not the, the God of the pilgrims, <laughs> for sure. And I think you know, <laughs> right. that's prophetic. Um, right. It's important to make sure that people understand that they have the right to speak you know, the truth, to speak uh, biblical messages, to preach the gospel in the public. Um, and we've seen oppos- opposition to this, whether it's Jim getting pushback, uh, sort of from bureaucrats and atheists at the state house, or House uh, Shirley the same thing in the city of Boston. We'll see. How- we'll see where that case goes. It'll be interesting. But both Chris J, our staff attorney, and you have had interactions with uh, I think a couple sets of young high school uh, students who are trying to start Bible clubs in their schools, and they get similar type of. Um, yeah. administrative pushback, and fortunately that's pretty easy to resolve once you get some uh, legalese on point in front of the school administrators. you know they show it to their attorneys and they get corrected pretty quickly but there's a lot of ignorance out there about what can and can't be done um, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why one of our missions in the new year is to help Christian students understand their right to be able to bring their Bible to school uh, and to start religiously themed or based. After school clubs, including Bible clubs, Bible studies, as long as the student run, they have to be treated the same as all the other clubs. They're entitled to a uh, a teacher as sort of a supervisor and to use class space on the same basis as any other group cannot be discriminated against uh, because they're religious in nature. So that's a. that's sort of a, an exciting development as we go forward because it's a great way and we know we always talk about all, all the negative things that may be going on in the public school system, but we have the opportunity for young people to share their faith and uh, you know to me that's that's also embodied in the celebration we had on Thursday up at the state house uh, a, a strong a strong example
1: yeah, it reminds me of you know the student that we've been working with that had fifty to sixty students sign up for their Bible study uh, at their public school that you were talking about that, you know, they were getting some pushback. and Then we got involved in one or two days later. You know, they were, as I understand, the largest club, uh, which is, you know, very encouraging. Um, and that's just right in the greater Boston area. And it also reminds me of what Martin Luther King said, where it's the duty of the church to define what is good and what is evil in a society, lest we become just a social club. And here we see, you know, just a simple action of, you know, this isn't even necessarily the church doing this, but um, it's, it's great to see people from church, you know, coming uh, to the state house and supporting, you know, what, um, what Jim's doing. And um, I think we need to take more steps like this and, and really get into the public square uh, because, lest if we're not in it, you know, we're gonna have, like you said, a goat's head showing up. Uh, you know, with horns at the statehouse, and that's not. I mean, it sounds silly, uh, but it's it's in the news, and it's more in the news. I mean, I was just telling you about the article I was reading today about how even witchcraft is becoming mainstream. Um, you know, and, and while while Christianity, to some extent, is uh, becoming less.
0: That's why it's you know part of our mission to ensure that everyone has the ability. Uh, to be salt and light in the public square. We certainly need it. And there's a hunger out there, particularly amongst younger people. And there was a lot of young people Absolutely. at the State House on Thursday. There was a, a choir there yeah. that sang and then some younger folks were doing some great Christmas music. So it was definitely yeah. uh, a feel-good event, but also both on a, a spiritual level and a, and a policy or legal level. Very significant. And we're grateful to Jim for, for making that happen once again. And I'm sure it'll continue. Uh, with the other yeah. good men and women up there, who know the the importance of this event. Well, we're out yeah. of time for today. Thank you for listening, and remember, you're not crazy, and you're not alone. It just feels like it sometimes because we live in Massachusetts. So continue to stand strong for life, marriage, and religious liberty in the Bay State. We've got your back. Thank you for listening. And we wish you and your family a blessed Christmas and a happy New Year.